Oh my god, what's up everybody? Another week six of NFL football in the books. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We caught that. We caught, we that. caught that finally. It's been a little while. Now we're a little late. <laughs> we're like Evan Neal, week five. Damn. We no actually, bullshit. We made the box. What is up, everybody? Hope your Monday's going splendid as it is here at the All Day Everyday Show with all the AJ and Manny Ruffin. Mine's going okay. Recovery. Yeah, I know. It's a long weekend. We got uh, playoff baseball tonight. Eagles lost, Giants lost. We're going to get into all of that stuff. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you're not missing out on any of these shows all season long. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you guys know what to do over there. You loyal listeners, you like that alliteration? Drop those ratings. They do help us a long, long way. we got a big show today. We're going to kick things off with the Phillies as they begin their National League Championship yes, series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like we were just here doing this last year or something. One huh? year ago, the Phillies were, were back in the NLCS against the San Diego Padres. And one year later, they got Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight in game one of the NLCS. Great narrative for narrative people. Zach Gallen coming back home. South Jersey kid pitching against Zach Wheeler at the bank game one. We knew what former Philadelphia kids did when they came here last year. I hope it's not the same thing. I'm betting the over. Because well, I think we, we can score seven talking, runs by man. ourselves. We I keep... think I think the boys are getting hot. I got Cassie hitting two run, two home runs. I got Bryce Hart put up numbers that no one's put up since Babe fucking Ruth. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think we can score seven by ourselves. But Zach might come here and shut shit down. I think it's going to be a great game. One, a long series, though. I am a little scared of the 2-3-2 two, two format. And we had the 2-2. Two, because two, last year, the 2-3, three, the three games at home benefited us. But I think we'll be fine. I think it's going to be an amazing series, though. So many players, everyone's going to be like, damn, like, they're on the Diamondbacks. Like, they're doing this on the Diamondbacks. I just hope Philly's come out hot. Little, at least 2-0 lead in Philly at first. Because I feel like the Diamondbacks will go back to Arizona firing. But we're just going to enjoy a good series. I know the Phillies are going to Hey, we've been talking all, all playoffs so far with the with the Miami Marlins. And then last series against the Big Bad Atlanta Braves. These fans. They haven't, I mean, they haven't lost a game. No, haven't lost a game. These Pumped fans the are fucking early. crazy. I mean, this place is going insane, and this couldn't have been any better for the Phillies. The Dodgers lose to the D-backs. Now it puts the Phillies as that number one, so they get game one and game two at home. You know that crowd's going to be jumping. I mean, who does not want to be in the Philadelphia Phillies, Citizens Bank Park, Bedlam at the Bank, atmosphere for playoff baseball right especially now. Six Name six, somebody who doesn't want to do that. Especially six and seven if I it mean, goes that way. If it goes that way. I'm just tweaking about those three games in Arizona. I'm just being I really that. think that uh, the biggest worry, and this is me looking ahead, but I think the Phillies, if uh, as a fan, like if you're a fan, I'm not a Phillies fan, but if you're a fan, I'm already looking ahead to one of the two teams in the, in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. because I think the Phillies are going to handle these guys in five games. I really wanted to say Ooh. four games, but everyone's like, no, nah, the D-backs are going to get one game. The D-backs are going to get I one game. Right. So I'm like, all right, fine. You want one game? Okay. Five games. Phillies will get it done. I'm more worried for the Phillies about the Texas Rangers and, or the Houston Astros again, because that Texas team still looks as bad as ever without Jacob DeGrom, without Max Scherzer. So, yeah. I mean, I'd rather see the Astros for the rematch, and they're just worse than that. The Rangers are nasty. I mean, you can just reference the series we played against the Rangers this year. They all every time we played, I'm like, damn, they're disgusting. Corey Seager wasn't even full healthy and going, and now he looks like, besides Bryce Harper, possibly the best player in the playoffs. But let me just take it one game at a time. I actually think it's gonna be a grueler. I actually think it's gonna come back to Philly for at least six. 
I just think there's something going on with Arizona. Like they, I don't think they dropped the game in the playoffs yet. Like, so I got, I got, yeah, like, they, I can't believe they swept. Like the I think they you might catch a couple you know, off the off the momentum. They might catch a couple of little Corbin Carroll game. You know what I mean? So we talk about they might catch a couple. We talk I, I'm about not mad the at that. Fucking Orioles, right? Last week, I'm getting shit on in the Instagram comments because I'm saying that a young team is not ready for the moment. Here's an example. I right did now. understand what the people in the comments were saying, but you were, but you you weren't talking about the regular season. No, like, we we're talking, we we're talking about the playoffs. First of all, I gave them their props. Too, yeah, we're talking okay? about the playoffs. They got their flowers. Yeah, they weren't ready for the moment. They're too young. Now we're talking about the D-backs, another young team, ready for the moment, sweeps the Dodgers, who I think a lot of people, including myself, had making a real deep run. I thought the Dodgers were going to find a way to make themselves pave a path for them to go to the World Series and see the, see the Phillies in the NLCS. Obviously not the case. Arizona's ready for the moment. I still think the Phillies get this done in five games, and you got six games, you said? Five. At least six, yeah, at least six. I think you might see a gooler, bro. We're in for a doozy. I just feel like the Diamondbacks were kind of like us last year. And we're just still like, I mean, we're still us, but like, it, I just kind of feel like they might steal a couple. It might be a grueler of a series, but let's go. You know what I mean? Hey, we got I'm a strapped in, locked in, ready to go. Over game CS one. Yes, in both the AL and the NL. Make sure you're tuned in. It's crazy. I can't pay for that. I know. I know. Well, over, you got to just take, maybe take some. You know what I'm saying? Teams hey, are over, maybe. So far, Wheeler in the playoffs. This will be a third start in the playoffs. Automatic. Over in K's, okay? Over in strikeouts. Automatic. Outs. I don't know what the fuck the line is, but look it up. I had, it was five and a half um, on, against the Braves in, what was that, game you had three? You had like 10 strikeouts, right? I, yeah, but I had him at seven that night, which was still well plus money. But he went nine or 10 that night. Uh, Miami, he killed. So look for the strikeouts to Zach Wheeler throughout the rest of the, and the remainder of these playoffs, however long the Phillies. Uh, at last day, but let's switch gears over to the NFL. We're going to start with our teams like we do as usual. If you're new Jesus here, Manny's a big Christ. Eagles fan. I'm a big Giants fan. So we do kick off these reaction shows with our teams. We're going to start with Philly and keep it with Philly. The Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife in East Rutherford, which I will be next weekend. We'll get into that a little bit later. The Jets knock off the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, giving them their first loss of the season, now 1-12 and in their record against the Philadelphia Eagles, 20-14, to backed by a good defense, really hurt from Jalen Hurts' turnovers with three interceptions in the game, putting him at seven on the year, tied for second in the NFL with interceptions. Big win for the Jets, Robert Sala makes a lot of comments on embarrassing these quarterbacks, but the Jets get the job done in a game where clock management is so fucking crucial. This is awful play calling, we're going to get into it a little bit later, I want to give Manny the floor here, but I, I cannot believe the Eagles had this game at the palm of their fucking hands and on the fingertips and just let it go by poor clock management, 20-14 to 14 Jets. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I, uh, it's insane to me that I just want to give a couple shout-outs to Josh Job, a couple other guys on defense, no Jalen Carter, no Darius Slay. I thought we would get towards a little bit more. We didn't look great, but at least they stepped up because my offense just, Jesus fucking Christ. Same concerns I've said since week one. Uh, Brian Johnson doesn't know how to call a run. Like, some weeks Brian Johnson just only runs the ball, and some weeks I understand what he saw. Jets defense, especially the secondary, was hurt this week. As you can see, A.J. Brown had his fourth consecutive 125-yard game. Devontae Smith dropped a couple passes that were wide open in the middle of the field that would have been big plays, but still, I think it was some point in the third quarter that DeAndre Swift had seven carries for eight yards, which is just unacceptable against any defense in any game. Lane Johnson getting hurt killed us. Not having landing at what point in the game killed us. The right side of the line was getting destroyed. Like There was a point in the game, how many times did Jalen Hurts get sacked? Twice. Twice. There was a point in the game, I feel like, second, third quarter, he was just expecting pressure. Every time I feel like he dropped back, he was just rolling out to his right, running around, which 
if you notice that as an offensive coordinator, if my quarterback is anti in the pocket, why don't I just establish a heavy dose of the run game to try to ease my guys into the game? I understand AJ was eating. I understand guys were open. I just think this was a, a, a miscalled game. It was terrible coaching. And they just do what they just do. Zach Wilson's actually playing backup quarterback football. Not like outstanding, but he wasn't playing backup quarterback football last year. He's playing good backup quarterback football, taking care of the ball, getting the offense moving. Brees Hall made some, like, it wasn't a huge Brees Hall game, but some of those runs and those tosses and those powers were just eating us up, those seven, eight-yard runs. And they did their job. I, it was This was a huge, it seemed like the biggest win for the Jets because I could tell how solid, I forget who we hugged after the game, but it just seemed like that was just a gigantic win for them. Like I said, with Rodgers trying to come back and he wasn't in a boot throwing the ball. Walking like I around. Said, like, I said, like I said, last reaction show, every win for them is gigantic because they really think they're going to get Rodgers back soon. So this was like a Super Bowl for them. And I don't think we came out to the same accord. And it's a week-to-week league. And sometimes you get got. But there are mistakes that I've been hitting on since week one that showed up huge this week. And, those are going to show up again in big games. We don't correct them soon. When you think about two, the next five weeks are all big games if you look ahead. Yeah, well, we, which we <laughs> will. But if you think about it too, I mean, the Jets were a pass interference call away, absolutely, from beating both the AFC champs and the NFC champs, absolutely, which is unreal because we all know that with, that with, Aaron, with that Aaron Rodgers they are probably undefeated. Now we might have got up for that game more if they had Aaron Rodgers, but let's right. just call a spade a spade. They're probably undefeated if they have Aaron Rodgers, which is fucking crazy. I just want to go over this clock management play. It's third and eight with roughly a minute 40 to go. Run the ball. Accept the fact that you're going to get the punt. You're going to give the ball back to them. If they, if that were to happen, let's say you get two, three yards, you get tackled. Everybody knows you're going to run the ball. Okay, fine. Punt the ball back. Now you're giving, you're forcing the Jets to take their last timeout. You're, for, you're, you're going to give the Jets the ball back with a minute to go, roughly, and no timeouts, probably from the 20-yard line. So you think they're going to drive 80 fucking yards with Zach Wilson with same, no timeouts? He did the same thing in the Patriots game. It's the, not remember happening. The, remember the Patriots game did the same exact thing. That's what we're losing our minds about. So I just hope those mistakes don't come back. To, you know what I mean? Like, cheat. Like, just like, run the ball. Yeah, man, um, my gosh, throwing three picks. The one John the Dallas was like, what the fuck? Like, it was one of those games where I just felt like we were going to lose from literally the second quarter. It was like, oh, fuck. I should have some Jets money line, like, type shit. Well, now let's look at our next six weeks for the Eagles. Week Starting at week seven. This is this upcoming week, week seven, Sunday night at home against the Miami Dolphins. W. And then in Washington the following week uh, for week eight. W. And then Sunday in week nine, November 5th, home against the Dallas Cowboys. Could get extremely fucking weird. Yeah, with the you know divisional I mean? game. Back-to-back yeah. -back divisional games could there. Get extremely, right? yeah, it could get extremely weird. That it, could get, us it could get weird in that Washington game because it could be a look ahead for the Dallas game. But that Miami-Washington-Dallas, I got 2-1. Then that takes us into the bye, which is a much-needed bye with the next couple games that are ahead after the bye. You start on primetime Monday night on ESPN, Monday, November 20th in Kansas City in the Super Bowl rematch. I think we just win that off the bye, get together type shit. The very next week, we're 425 now, November 26th, home against the Buffalo Bills. It's a big home game as well. Yeah, Happy that they're home for this one. That's, that's extremely tough. What do you I'm, think there? I'm gonna. I want to say we're gonna win that game, but that stretch of football is just extremely grueling. I don't know what's gonna be happening injury wise, but I'm looking at this Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas stretch, and that's another like, whatever comes out. of I think it's two and one. We're gonna beat either Buffalo or San Fran. I don't have us going zero and two to them, but those are just all grueling. Yeah, because that end of that six week stretch, and we're gonna have to because at that point we're gonna be talking about home field. We're gonna be talking about. I mean, possibly still division depends on what Dallas does. So I think we go at least two and one. I just don't know to who. Well, because then. You know, to end that six-week stretch, you have 
home against San Francisco on Sunday, December 3rd. That's a really tough six weeks. Miami, Washington, Dallas, back-to-back divisional games, then the bye in Kansas City, home against Buffalo, and then home against San Francisco. I mean, this is going to show... And you go to Dallas. Our, and then you go to Dallas after that, and then <laughs> Seattle. And then you can have some two some fucking easy room. wins. Hopefully you clinch home field or some shit, or at least you're playing for home field and at, at the Giants game. This is going to show if the uh, what what team the Eagles really want to be this uh, season. I think there's some like I don't think this team is as good talent wise as they were last year. I do think this team is still hungry and or if not hungrier, and I think that's the thing to watch for the Eagles going forward. I don't know if it's necessarily the talent that's gonna that's gonna carry them, but I think the experience and maybe that extra hunger from how last season ended will carry us because this team is a little bit weaker. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned for that. A little weaker. Pumping the brakes there. Definitely staying tuned. Uh, okay, let's head over to Buffalo in last night's primetime game where the Giants are now 0-4 in primetime this season. A lot, uh, lot of help came from last year's wins and Dable getting coach of the year to give this team all these primetime games. But to consistently lose on primetime is obviously not a good look for the team. They probably will not even get two primetime games next season. Uh, the Giants moved to 1-5 after a 14-9 loss against the Buffalo Bills. Let's think about this. Not everybody had this. I had the Giants losing this by, as a Giants fan, I had the Giants losing this game by 21 <laughs> motherfucking points. And that was not the case. 1-5 now. Tyrod Taylor... Uh, played well. He 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 was in a tough, put in a tough spot. Very tough spot. You know, I'm not gonna say big shoes to fill. I'm gonna say big shoes to fill in the moment, not because it's Daniel Jones' issues. Just the moment that they're in, gotta try and get a win after this Miami beatdown. And then you come to Buffalo. It's just a big spot to be. Saquon Barkley's back. You got a banged up line. Justin Pugh's getting off his fucking couch to be here and play last night. Oh. And and somehow <laughs> this defense keeps him in the game. Buffalo back to back weeks awful. Awful starts, very slow starts. They finally get that touchdown uh, late in the game, and the Giants are driving. Pass interference call, and which arguable, but I think it was still callable. And then that was the time the clock was at zero. And then we run run another play, Darren Waller, and we are. I mean, like if you're watching on YouTube, you can see. I'm, gr- I'm pulling this shit out of my shirt. That's what it was. I mean, it's borderline assault, and it wasn't called. It should have been another play. The Giants should have scored there and won this game. It is what it is, uh, but I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I- I'll be okay with losing, but I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that they-, they lost fair and square. Not like that. I'll be, o- I'll be okay if it was a fucking beatdown that lost by 21 points, but not fucking like that. It was a fucking pass interference, and I don't want to hear it. Everyone's going to say, well, you know what? Kick the field goal at halftime, right before halftime. I understand that. Tyrod Taylor doing his check. Let's check to the run. Awful, awful call. That was not the play. Obviously, David was pissed. There's a lot of things to unpack here um, with with kicking a field goal there. Then you just kick a field goal and win the game. Okay, that's number one. Number two, obviously the PI. But I'm still proud of the team that, that, that showed last night, and especially that defense, as I will be there at MetLife for this Commanders game next week. Yeah, that was a, that was a real pride game from the Giants. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're 15 and a half point underdogs on the book. That's a little crazy. They come out firing. My man at linebacker getting two turnovers. Yeah. We keep it pushing. I'm like, okay. I wish I saw this pride from the Giants early on in the season. Love seeing Tyrod out there doing his thing. I it, it's it's insane when they um when they always list like how how far his journey has gone it mm-hmm. just always blows my fucking and playing mind. his former team too just like Dable insane like, crazy you can like, I want to talk about how you were on that pi at the end of the game I think the refs chose like an either or kind of thing like I think it was like we'll give you this first one Darren the second one probably is more callable but given the situation like your coach should just hand the ball to fucking Saquon Barkley well, no. 
Like I, I don't understand. I don't understand. So, so what I'll say in that play is I he did can not want, jump over all the motherfuckers he wants to. I did not want them to run the ball. And Why? we saw from we saw from halftime how it looked when they tried to do that. That's halftime. Right. That's the fourth quarter but, with but zero then, seconds on the clock. After, if you see when he does the little, I think if he tries to fake it to save. They on caught first, no. They caught him. They, they caught were, him. Like yeah. they were all over. I mean, that was game it, over right there. Saquon Barkley. So I'm saying instead of going just over the top in front of you, send send. Slayton on a on a corner on a corner out route. He's what just lofted to no, the corner. No, hand the ball off. I understand. Like I understand. With that line, I'm I'm never trusting them to hand the ball off there to win the it's game. It's the fourth quarter. We're on the half yard line. It's zero point zero seconds on the clock. There's three hundred pound linemen, <gasps> and Saquon's been out for three weeks. Just go jump, motherfucker. <laughs> no. But it was still, but it was still I a great. But I still think the play design was also really good, though, because Abel I said he liked the call from Mike. Yeah, because I also, if because I understand what you're saying about putting Slayton out there, but at least if you're not gonna give it to Saquon, at least give it to another primetime player and give it have it be a jump ball. You know what I mean? At least. So I I, I appreciate the effort. I'm not gonna get on him too bad. I just wish Saquon was on a little Walter Payton jumping over the top with the ball. I wish we could have got some Friday Night Lights scenes out of that, but. GGs. You know yeah. what I mean? Hey, good job, I'm Sean. still proud of him. Exactly. You and, know what I'm saying? Uh, That's a real real pride. That's especially, real pride like I said, right if I'm, I'm going next week. I love the so real pride. I want to, like, be happy that I'm there. Real pride. Not like... Yo, wait. Does Evan Neal not like Daniel Jones? I Because he seemed real... Like, he seemed to have... He seemed to have Tyrod's back. Like, I'm talking about go picking him up. Like, getting hype for him. Like, was it Saquon being back that he wasn't interested before? Or did he just not like Daniel Jones? I'm going to keep following him. Hey, he, he was doing a little bit I more did. of his job. Oh, I was week. peeping. I was peeping. <laughs> he was doing a little I, bit more of what I, he was paid I, to fucking I, do I on this peeping. roster. Okay, Evan? You want to yell at this show next? Like, maybe, maybe it was my man calling him out. Maybe it was God, my man calling bro. him out. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe he finally heard us. All right, Thursday night, we're going to go over quickly here on this game. Not too much to touch on here. Pretty, like, ugly-ish game. Travis Kelsey scores. Like, good job. He's a great job, man. Um, Broncos lose 19-8. Like, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Russell Wilson is not the guy we're consistently seeing. Not that Week guy. in and week out. Sean Payton's trying his hardest to yell and, and get in his head about what this team needs to do and how he needs to play. And it just turns out, hey, Elway, I don't know if that was the trade. I don't know if that was a play to go out there, Russell Wilson, and uh, you know, a one in five start now for for Sean Payton's Broncos. Now, there's nothing to say about this game to be honest. It's boring. Besides the fact, there's two things about this game that I absolutely love. First of all, did you see Steven? Did you see Steve Smith's monologue about Jerry Judy before the game? Oh, how they called, he called him out. <laughs> that, I've like, been talking about that. Like I was like, it's so funny because we were just talking about Roddy Harrison last week. I don't know if Roddy Harrison and Zach Wilson were in some drawn talking shit to each other. If they were, I don't know. That was fucking hilarious. That was, I, I don't, I, you, Steve, I could, these guys, they can't get out of character, I feel like. I feel like Steve Smith is still Steve Smith. Like, as soon as Jerry Judy said that to him, like, he just couldn't hold nothing back. That shit was so funny. Second thing about this game that I thought was hilarious, Sean Payton said that Nathaniel Hackett did the worst head coaching job in NFL history. Is this W worst B worst A? What is this? It's like karma a bitch. Over, who who <laughs> wins? No, who so who's gonna win more games? Nathaniel Hackett or Sean Payton? That's the bet. That's what we need to be tracking. Because that that's all I'm keeping. Oh, this game, this game was dog shit. I fell asleep. I swear to God, I didn't have any action. I just this game was ass, bro. I mean, I think I'm watching you, Sean Payton and Steve Smith. That was fucking the highlight nice. of the game was Steve Smith. He Easily. said, "You're a jag, just an average guy," <laughs> and he said, "You know what?" 
Fine. I will I will stick to my word and apologize. But now you're going to make it harder. You know what? I'll tell all these GMs out here, don't call for Jerry Judy because he's average. He's not a number one guy. He's a wide receiver three at best. I mean, this dude took I hate, his I head hate, off. I hate it too because then Judy didn't have a great game. No, no. My God, damn. And you saw Judy ran right by him and he started jawing at him. He yeah. was talking his shit too. But it didn't matter because he didn't have a good game. The Alabama talent is not showing uh. off to be that guy so far in his young NFL career. We'll move on to our London game on Sunday morning. The Ravens get the W here, 24-16. to Derrick Henry is still that guy, but I feel like this year, especially with the with the Titans, we're just not really talking about Derrick Henry. We're not talking about the Titans because you're just— I, It's jail. Like, it's jail. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback. It's jail. I mean, we've tried to speak on this before. Derrick Henry— does it's it's insane though because he almost won he almost didn't win that game but he almost single handedly got them back in that game with that little fake handoff they did down the field. I'm just like it's a little I'm tweaking, bro. I'm tweaking. What's up with this? I, 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 pump the fucking brakes. It's the first pump the brakes on this Ravens offense. It's the same shit, different toilet. Nothing changed. I need a Ravens fan to tell me what has changed besides maybe Zay Flowers. We had one Odell play. Lamar looks like he's. More comfortable in the pocket. Yes, there's no more there's no more triple option. It's less getting Lamar in trouble. But it's still, I think it's the same shit, different toilet. Was J.K. Dobbins the biggest loss? Maybe. But I'm pumping the fucking brakes on this Ravens offense. I think it's a major concern. I know the record looks okay. I know they started off 2-1 north. Okay. But I think coming down the road, I, hey, I'm already, I'm already on high watch this offense, like I said last week. That's why I still think that this, this AFC North is going to be up in the up in the air for the entire rest of the season because it just doesn't look. There's that, not one like defying team that can take that division that we can confidently say right now. Sure as hell can't be the Ravens right now. It's sure just, as hell can't be the Bengals right now. It's just sloppy in the red zone. They had the one to Zay Flowers. Like the, I just don't know. Him and Odell and Lamar can't really sync up on these fade balls. We'll see though. We're just gonna keep. Following Funny how it. we talked about that offense. We're gonna keep following so much in the offseason about the additions and Odell and Zay and JK and Lamar is back. And again, this is like the second week where we've said that same thing. All these guys are. We're just so excited to see what can happen with this team, and it's just not the case. And it hasn't started off in these first six weeks of the season to be the case. All right, uh, Commanders and Falcons. The the teams now move to 3-3. Three and three. Did not think the Falcons would be 500 after six weeks of football. Probably didn't expect the Commanders to be either. But the Commanders get this one 24-16 in Atlanta. A uh, a great game for, for young Drake London. Starting to finally see that. Desmond Ritter had a really good game as well. Fantasy-wise on my bench played well. Uh, but we're not winning games. Dog, yo, I remember last reaction show I said about Desmond Ritter in the fourth quarter. They're down 24 to 10. Desmond's coming out scoring. We don't get the two-point. 24-16, we come down. The funniest shit I saw was when Desmond Ritter threw that pick and they pan right to Arthur Smith, and he's just breaking down. Like, he's just – he can't contain it. Because I – the thing about the they're, – they're, you've completely shown that last drive. There's more to touch on that game, but that last final drive that – not the last final drive, but the drive that he threw the pick because he had two more drives after that. They were constantly getting out of like zero seconds on the clock. They were they were close to delay a game probably two or three times in that drive. That final play we, when Desmond Ritter threw the pick should have been delayed a game. Gets a bad snap. He's tweaking. Throws the ball quick. It's a pick. Like I, If I was a coach, I just would have been squirming. But this was this is like the two teams – this was a classic week six swing game. One team's three or three and two or whatever. One team's on the verge of going under 500. One team's on the verge of being maybe the leader of their division. 
did not expect it to be the Falcons and the Commanders. Like, this was a nice little change of pace. The Commanders look like a sneaky team. The Commanders are a playoff team. Falcons are a playoff team. This was a playoff implication game. You know, it's I just want to show my I just want to show my appreciation for these two teams showing up this point of the season. I appreciate it. It makes it makes for the NFL season to be a little more interesting knowing that the Falcons and Commanders are going to be in the mix because you can't sleep when you play those teams this week. You just can't. Somebody, you know, a lot of people actually Did you see B John try to go for that one hand catch too, by the way. Yeah. And what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know what it is, but maybe I thought he was gonna do it, by the way. Yeah. He's he's a freak of nature, he but is. we need to be performing more and then are we gonna start talking about a line? Oh, is this is this nah, a over I, I, again? I don't mind what they're doing. I'd rather I'd like I said the other uh, other week, I'd rather save you have Tyler Algier. Right. Like let's save his body. We know he we know he's gonna sign a second contract. He's in, he's incredible. I, I don't mind what they're doing. A lot of people uh, earlier in the season had, before the season started, actually, I should say, had the Falcons as a playoff team. And to your point there, 500 after six weeks, you know. I'll take it. Artie Smith just got to find a way to keep getting wins. I'll and take it. Just knock on the door. You can find for, a way in that division. For that division, I was just going to say, for that division. All right, let's go to another, um, I guess, I don't want to, like, shit on this game too much, but, like, the Bears, after a really, really shocking performance on Thursday Night Football last week, come out with a duck and are now 1-5. Vikings win this one 19-13 to against the uh, against the Bears here where the Vikings were Justin Jefferson-less, and they will be for the the you know, remaining weeks to come in these three to four to five to six, possibly even after that six-week mark. Uh, the Vikings are going to have a lot of work to do, but this is a good win, confidence win, uh, without, especially without their, their big number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of an interesting game, and, and then he's putting you to sleep, and then Justin Fields gets hurt, and then we get Tyson Batch in the game. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That I didn't know Bears fans were this excited about. I went to Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know either. Yo, apparently he was like Mike White reincarnated in the preseason, <laughs> made them all fall in love, took the job of P.J. Walker, who we'll get from that backup job from P.J. Walker, who looked good, by the right. way, or good enough. And they love this guy. Now this starts the parody of the Justin Fields, Tyson Badgett thing going on. Is this like a Carson Wentz, Nick Foles thing? Does Tyson Badgett come in and lead the Bears to the promised land? He didn't look too bad. Didn't look too good either. Looked like much the same offense with Justin Fields out there. I just thought that was extremely interesting. I guess a big win for the Vikings. Maybe good conference which is for Kirk Cousins. Maybe. I mean, he's just putting up more tape without Justin Jefferson to show other GMs that he can still play football so he can get a better job, I think. And them two might be going somewhere else. I don't know what's going on over there, but good for them getting a W. And we'll watch that Tyson Badgett train. I hope, I hope. Feels just okay though. It was just a hand or some shit. I think the X rays came back negative, so we'll see. Yeah, they they need him back on there if they want to keep competing. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on here to another AFC North game. The Bengals hosting the Seahawks. Geno Smith's two interceptions leads to a seventeen to thirteen win for the Bengals. Uh Jamar Chase, after all of you know what he said last weekend, I'm, I'm always open, seven eleven, I'm always open. He's rocking the seven eleven chain with that new brand partnership. Six catches for 80 yards. I mean, if we're always open, 13 targets. Like That's fine. That's fine. I'm that's just saying. Fine. I'm just saying. I'm being devil's advocate. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just being devil's advocate. Uh, the, the spread on this game was three points for the uh, for the Seahawks here. So what a, what a terrible beat there. But the Bengals get this one 17 to 13. Yeah, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with that, with that Jamar Chase uh, stat line because – Joe Burrow was on his ass yeah. this game. He was getting fucked. It reminded me of rookie Joey Burrow in the league getting fucked. Every game. 
DK Metcalf is getting a little scrappy out there. I don't know. I want sometimes I wish like the mic'd up catches the beef. Like they should be like a mic'd up like explicit, so I can hear what DK and my man were talking shit about that made him do that song. But uh, this is a gigantic win for the Bengals. Like the, the pretty sure the Seahawks were correct me if I'm wrong, three and one, four and one going to this game. They, Chance to go to five. They started off. Kenneth Walker. They start off seven nothing with a touchdown. Like it's you're thinking like okay, Seahawks about to cement themselves as a top three team in the NFC. Bengals get a big dub. You got Jamar Chase going. You got out of here with a W because Joey Burrow was getting killed. Like, it was just sloppy. It's a huge win for them getting out there unscathed, to be honest. Bengals needed to win that Gigantic, one to stay with just, the uh, Ravens in that division. They will easily take that one. Let's move to our second and final undefeated team that did lose yesterday, which bars the question, which loss was more disappointing the 49ers or the Eagles? I'm on the side with the Eagles because of the clock management. But the Browns take this one on a missed fucking field goal, 19-17, to and send the 49ers back home with their first loss of the season. I mean, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to get into the ranking disappointments, but we didn't lose to a third-string quarterback for starters. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, though. I think both teams are extremely disappointed to lose games. Both teams looked extremely bad. Yeah. Both quarterbacks looked extremely bad. Um, Unreal. I think this. I think this is just a week. It's a week to week league. I think there's so many overreactions coming off these two losses. Like these teams are both gonna be like six, like rivaling the Dolphins' record or about to rival the Patriots. Like it's not like it's all right. Like sometimes shit like this happens. Especially, I mean, listen, the Browns are the number one defense in football. Trying to talk about them before it was like a little preview show. I was trying to talk about the Browns defense and this Browns team. No Deshaun Watson this week, obviously, but they're still a good football team. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not with the overreaction train with either of these teams. I still think the 49ers are quote unquote the best team in football. I still think the Eagles are better. I, I, nothing really changed for me this week. I just saw two sloppy ass games from two of the best teams in football. There were if, the, if both those teams played like decent and then they got dominated by the other team, it'd be a little more alarming. Both of those top teams just played horrible. Like I, you can't only take so much when they play like that. So yeah, we'll see when they play each other or some shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't huge put it win as for the Browns the, though. Like huge win for the Browns. Huge win for the Browns. Huge. We got to be able to make that kick there. But again, it should never. That's disgusting. But it, that's disgusting. I, I'm just saying that it should never come down to that. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't yeah. come down to that. But for 49ers fans, we want to see them get that win. And, like, there's just shit like that happen. Like Jake Elliott's missing field goals. Yeah. They're missing. They're shanking 30 Tyler Bass in the Tyler Bass in a Giants game last night. He missed his team missed two field goals last night. Those were his only two misses all yeah, year. So, like, yeah, so a lot of misses this week. But again, should never come down to that. Should never be put on on the kicker there. Let's move over to Miami, the Dolphins, who possibly you could say. Number one team in the AFC, maybe number one team in the NFL. That's what we're looking at week in and week out. We're seeing that this team can blow out their opponents and they continue to score points. A-Chan's not in. Moster picks up. And this run game for the Miami Dolphins is consistently just fucking better than everyone else. 115 and two scores for Mostert. And the the uh, the I must say the 49ers. The Miami Dolphins win this one 42 to 21, giving the Panthers their sixth straight loss and the only winless team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a big bounce back. Like they when I first got home, they were down two scores. I literally came home to Bryce Young dotting to Adam Thielen, which by the way, after the last reaction show about how we were talking about Adam Thielen's automatic catches, receptions, his yards, and he catches anytime touchdown score. So like we said. <laughs> He said it. He For said it. For some reason, he said it. Adam Thielen might be the most automatic bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> anyway, I never would have thought that. 
I saw the Dolphins at minus 120-something, I think, when they were down 14-0. Didn't pull the trigger. Obviously, I'm a pussy. It's all good. We keep That's pushing. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just was a little scared. I think Bryce Young hurt us because he looked good early in this game. And then the Dolphins just come and do what they do. Exactly. Tyree Kill grabbing the guy's phone and doing the flip. Did he already get fined for that? Did he not get fined sure for that? I hope to. he doesn't get fined for I that. I want to see that video. The No Fun League needs to relax, bro. That <laughs> shit is great. Great for the game. Great for the spectators. Great for the whole mystique of football. Especially if you talk about like the London series. You might never know. Other countries might love that shit. He's we also let over 100,000. He's out over 100,000 from not wearing socks. Yeah, like, come on. Like, come on. I don't know. I think he got banged up as well with a shoulder. I think he'll be all right. But hey, good enough for the Dolphins. Let's stop with the no fun league bullshit. Like, come on, man. That was that was dope. I, that was that might be the most fire TikTok of the year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we, I, mean, I, I can't wait to see that, that video. That could have boosted my man. Pick. That could have made my man a career right there. That was sitting on the sideline. That could have made his TikTok bumped him up. You know what I mean? We out here making careers. No fun league. Like, y'all got chill. Here we go to the AFC South, the Jaguars and the Colts. The Jaguars win this one 37-20. Another big performance after coming back from London where they spent two weeks over there. Travis Etienne again. Big game. Back-to-back weeks, big game, two scores. Minshew did play well. He did have a lot of turnovers in this game. Uh, But this is another really crucial win for the Jags. And and they now head to 4-2 in this division. I mean, this is a great, great Great spot to be in for them, and obviously we look at what Trevor Lawrence coming with that knee injury, gonna gonna see some extra extra up, eyes on that. Up, He'll be I, fine. I, people getting banged up this week. I don't like that. Yeah, I know. But I'm looking. Listen, Travis Etienne, fantasy owners might be top three most happiest owners in fantasy right now. Like that, I, he just keeps eating, bro. It's so fun to have him. And for some reason, I think. Calvin Ridley, fantasy owners, might be top 5, 10, most unhappy, maybe not unhappy. It's the inconsistency. Yeah, it's just like you would think you want to see more every single week. I'm not taking too much from this game. I was happy to see the Minshew Mania out there. That's my guy. Anyone who breaks bread and and, and shows a blood for the Eagles green is my guy. Yes, sir. Wanted you to get the W, but I don't know what you guys expected with this Minshew Mania. I saw him go 0-2 with the best roster ever constructed in gangrene. So let's just pump the brakes on him a little bit. It was all right. Bad situation going to Duval. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Big win for the Jaguars since the AFC, though, because they got to keep it pumping. They could possibly, especially given their division or what their uh, what their schedule might be, they could be playing for home field late in the season because this AFC looks a little, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a little bumpy. So every win for them is a huge win as well. Every win for the Jags is very important. I do have them in a big futures bet. As yes. division winners, uh, so so. That, oh, I was just about to say Super Bowl. I was no, no. So, I, yeah, yeah. so it it was at five thousand. It's like Jags to win, Forty Nine ers to win, Chiefs to win, uh-huh. um, Bills to win, which is a little shaky. Um, and there's same, like two same, others, Forty Nine ers. There's like two others, but it was like it was like plus five thousand, and now it's down to, and the lines are in there too. Uh, plus five thousand is now down to to plus sixteen hundred. So I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Because it was, li- I think it was, what was it, Lions and Saints? Lions, Saints. Niners, Chiefs, Jags, and you didn't touch Bills. The, you didn't touch the NFC East? No, because uh, I didn't want to pick the Eagles, Eagles and then, as and a Giants fan and then have to root them, and root for them all year, the, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I knew that was probably going to happen, I yeah. just didn't want to do it. And then the other one, I did not want to touch the AFC North because no. it's just so up in the air, yeah. as, as we're seeing right now. Okay, moving on. Speaking of the goddamn Saints in this fucking futures parlay, Saints lose to the Texans, move to 3-3. Three and three. 20 to 13, they take this loss here. Funny things to note here. I just wanted to point this out. The interaction with Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston on the sideline, where he's just looking at him like, bro, okay, like, get out of my face. 
uh, was one of the funnier things that I saw yesterday. I, see, I was on the other side. Of the, I think because, yo, when someone, like, when someone's gassing me up, sometimes I'm just sitting there like, like, yeah, like, I know, like, yeah, like, I'm not, like, yeah, like, I think that's what. So Alec, you, you, you thought I it was think like Alec that? was literally, everything he was saying, I think he was just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. on the complete like, other I'm, side I'm, of that. I'm him. Like, yeah, I'm him. All right. Like, okay. Like, yeah. Cool it. I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know. Push a pee. I know. Yeah, I, okay. So I was on the I, 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 don't, I don't think I'll, because people, motherfuckers, I don't, they love J-Mo in that locker room. Yeah, they do. Like, they love him, bro. Yeah, so they I, do. It'd be hard for me to believe He's got a good like rule. And I, I know how social media, social media always spins that shit to be the way of, yeah, I mean, so I was already knowing that shit probably the other way. Anyway, this was a fucking really interesting game to see CJ Stroud go play the Saints defense. I thought this was going to be a game where he would get beat the fuck up, but this was a game to me. He cemented himself as probably, I mean, easily the best quarterback of that class. I'm sorry, Anthony Richardson. I know you can't really defend yourself right now, but I thought that even, I mean, whatever. He's probably a top 13, 12 guy in the league. Like, I don't want to go through the names right now, but I, I'm almost for certain that CJ Stroud is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL right now as it stands. Definitely top half guy. Um, he just looks way too comfortable back there. I need to see the Saints get speed, Rashid heat in the game more. Like, both two times he catches the ball, he catches a skinny post for 50 yards. Then he catches, like, a fade down the sideline. Those were only two receptions that are both the longest plays of the game. Chris Olave was having a nice game, but I feel like they need to get him involved more. I, the Saints are a little shaky. It's the one game where Derek Carr until the pick didn't really look that bad. It's a little, I mean, they had, like, Taysom Hill split out of the slot, running, like, actual, like, digs and, like, slant. Some weird shit going on in, in, in New Orleans. I think we just need to get speedy heat the ball more. I think we need to get Derek Carr a little, let's pump the brakes on him a little bit. Let's get Olave more involved. Right, There's a lot, you know what I mean? Let our defense win us some games. Yeah. There's a lot of trickery and sorcery they're trying to do. Let's just keep it simple. Because uh, I, I want to definitely touch on Olave as a fantasy owner of him. It's tough. To, up and down. Up and down. So when I have guys like Terry McLaurin and, and George Pickens, and like like that league, I have um, Cooper Cup, Olave, Ayuk. That should be the Terry best wide receiver core in the league. And 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 George Pickens. Like that should be the best trying to have that decision of who's gonna take, you know, his spot or who's gonna be the flex, who's gonna be the number two. There's I got too many goddamn receivers to make that, that call. So mm-hmm. Alave to it, not be that consistent like wide trade. receiver two is tough. Just make a trade, get an try, OP running need, back. I need an OP, OP running back. I've been trying to tell him I want to make a trade. Um yeah, but but we needed we needed to get a win there for the Saints there. We gotta keep this uh these hopes of winning the division alive. Um, now we're going to go to a question here, a game here that, that also, uh, gets another question involved here. The Raiders knock off the Patriots who might be the biggest laughing stock of the NFL right now. No, that's not the fucking giants. The Raiders win this one 21 to 17, another God awful piss poor performance from Mac Jones and the Patriots move to one in five. If you are, and I've asked this already. If would you rather be a fan of the Patriots right now or the Giants? I really the think Giants. I know I'm a Giants fan, but the I think Giants. I have to be more proud to be a, a fan of the Giants I'd than rather. go sit in this dog shit box and watch these Patriots. Play. I'd rather be a Giants fan because something like about teams, and I learned this with the Sixers. I'd rather my team to be moving in a direction, whether that be up or down. We like I don't know. The Patriots, I don't know what the... We don't have a quarterback. We don't know how long our coach is going to be there. Our front office, our, I mean, they've been there for a long time. I don't really know what's going on there. Who's our central piece? Who are we building around? Like, there is just... It just screams stagnant. 
At least the Giants, some weeks look to be going up and some weeks look to be going down. But at least we going somewhere and we got a head coach that we like. I'm going to give you that You know one. what I'm saying? You know what? I'm I'm like that that. I like that. There's a least direction. I like that. There's a least direction. That's a great I would answer. hate to be a Patriots fan right now. Mac Jones is not an NFL quarterback. I don't even know if he's an NFL back. I mean, he probably is an NFL backup, but I don't even know. Like, we might have to pump the brakes on him, man, and his whole resume. I, I was probably a little too high on Mac Jones. think he needs to go. Um, not much to take from this game. Jimmy, he, oh, Jimmy, no, Jimmy G hurt his back. It's time to go, bro. I saw that injury too. He, I think he, he found, I mean, he's, it was he like went a, to the hospital. It was an old man back injury, bro. I think it's time. He might, he might, I think when he stood up, he got him. He was like, yeah, I'm about to just chalk this shit. Bro. Well, he like, got, hey, he got paid too. Back now. Okay. Let's yeah, not forget about paid. that too. Yeah, fuck it, bro. Let's get your check. You know Vegas mean? gave him some, some, some hefty money to Go be there. Vegas, okay. Play with some more porn stars. I already know you like doing that. <laughs> Move on. We have two more games to go here in this week six reaction show. The Cardinals visit the Los Angeles Rams in a big divisional matchup that the Rams, they really needed to do. They really needed to win this one. Cooper Cup, back-to-back weeks, we're seeing well over 200 yards. We're seeing a shitload of receptions, and we are seeing himself getting back into the end zone. This is exactly what the Rams needed. Off to a hot start in his return. The Rams win this one 26-9. And the Cardinals and Josh Jobs, they moved to 1-5. Yeah. um, I I, I saw some real pride from my Cardinals in the first half. Second half, I didn't see as much. Vintage Cooper Cup just came out. And I don't even know if I should say vintage. I just think maybe... Injuries and whatnot made us think that he still forgot he's still very much in his prime. Um, but this, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say the Rams he just got him, bro. the Rams just had a one thing I'm gonna say about the Rams, and I, I noticed that when we played them, um, them, the Seahawks, you can I don't think the Falcons are in that mix, but the, the Rams and the Seahawks scare me when it comes down to the NFC and how it's gonna play out when it comes down to the end of the year. I think those two teams and the Lions, my fault, and the Lions. Have major, major potential to how everyone thinks it's going to be Eagles and 49ers for sure, and maybe Cowboys in there or something. I think the Rams, Seahawks, and Lions are going to have something really to say about that. At least two of those three teams I think are going to be in the divisional. I like what the Rams are doing. They're going to keep pushing. I already know how I feel about 2 2 and Puka. And I mean, I feel bad for my Cardinals. It's not much saying. It's going to get blown out. I thought they were well, going to be a little I mean, more. also, let's think about it like this, too. Uh, good on the Rams to make that trade and say goodbye. And thank you and goodbye to Cam Akers because Kyron Williams is that dog in the running back position for the Los Angeles Rams in a in a in a spot where they desperately needed that number one guy that you know you talk about that piece that piece for them now you have that number one guy on the the guy that's catching the ball and then you have a number one guy that's that's going to be giving the ball and he's going to run the ball so good spot for the Rams to be in right now 500 after six games uh, and and something where they, they were nowhere have, near this they last will year. They have something to say down the stretch for sure. Yep, yep. They were nowhere near this last year. So it's an exciting spot for the Rams to get back on track and get back uh, on the winning track from from last year and now Cooper Cup being back. Our last game of the week six of this NFL season, the Lions visit the Buccaneers, where the, the Buccaneers just uh, have taken two brutal losses at home now. And I say that because I was at the Eagles game in Tampa when they lost to uh, to the Eagles. And we talk about the fans. Eagles tore that bitch apart in Tampa. And we talk about the fans again here in week six, the Lions. Tore that bitch apart. Jared Goff. Jameson Williams getting in the end zone. Jared Goff. Game I mean, is Jared Goff? I mean, where are we putting Jared Goff in the in he's top bro, ten, bro? You see what we said? He's top ten. I don't I'm not saying six lines. I'm not saying that we be we, I'm saying hundred percent accuracy, but we I'm saying Jared Goff appreciators are sitting on his couch right now. And all, and, and when I'm talking about CJ, I think he's better than CJ Stroud right now, of course. 
Jared Goff's playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. It's hard to dispute that. It's really hard to dispute that, even with the big names. And like I said, they're going to have a lot to say in down the stretch in the NFC. Now, I'm ready to pump the brakes on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's just me, that's just me personally. Because I was really excited about this team. I even bet this team. And I saw Trent took him, bro. Like, it's just... Like, like yesterday? Yeah. Fuck, you took him no, in the money line? No, you didn't, no, bro. No, no, plus three, plus three, plus three. Wow, okay. Like, I just thought this team was way better than that. <laughs> At home, they look great versus us. They look great every they single did. week before that. They did. And just came out here and laid an egg. I'm pumping the brakes. I see the holes. We can get real stagnant offensively on this team. Not too much of a consistent running game, and when it gets shut down at the whole show, I thought that was maybe an Eagles game thing. I think this is a universal thing, and I think Dan Campbell studied that film and saw that. Shout out to Jonah and the boys over there in Detroit. Shout out to my Uncle Mikey. We might have an Eagles-Lions playoff game. That's my prediction right now. Like, the Detroit Lions. I'm going to say I Eagles, feel like I'm going to say Eagles-Lions divisional weekend. I'm booking it now. It's going to happen. I, I really think that I'm booking it now. every week that they continue to win, I'm going to be saying it. But the Detroit Lions are five and one. Yes, they are tied record wise. I'm not gonna say they are. The, they are the best team in the NFC. Record wise, they are tied with the Philadelphia Eagles and they are tied with the San Francisco 49ers. You can make a case that is the best team in the NFC. You can make a case. That, we're talking what about, a time to be alive. What a we, time to be alive. Do we talk about the NFC and we say that the Eagles, the Lions, w- without records, without records, do we say that the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Lions are the top three in the NFC? I mean. Record wise, <laughs> without records, without records, like if you're talking about just the team, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Even still, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would, no, I would, because I was gonna, I was gonna try to sneak the Rams in there, but no, nah, I can't do that yet. I can't do that yet. So yeah, it is that, and I'm happy for the Lions. I'm happy for my Uncle Mike. I'm happy for Jonah. Happy for Jared Goff. And can we happy just for Dan Campbell? Can we touch on? There wasn't happy. there. Isn't there like a hard knocks curse? Is that a real thing or no? Are, I, they, are, I, they, are they disputing that? Are they just, <laughs> are they debunking shit? I, I can front of Shout out, man. I'm in Ross St. Brown. It's like, oh yeah, he snapped by the way. <laughs> no, and it, and it was and the thing I like about Amara St. Brown too, it's a lot of yak. Yeah, it's a lot it is. of yak. He's not afraid to get mixy. He's not afraid to hit somebody. He's not afraid to get some yak. Like I like Amara. He's climbing up my. He's this, been on my radar as a really good player, but he's not. He's climbing up my radar as one of my favorite players. I just fuck with him. Double digit receptions is a great feat in in any week. Um, and to pair that with a boatload of yards and, and a scores is is great for this Lions team. So very excited to see what the Lions do uh, down the stretch of the season. Yeah, running game, Tampa Bay. Yeah, because until then we pumping the motherfucking and let's, bricks. You know, we got to put some points on the board. Um, you know, we got to get a score on the board. I should say I could say that about the Giants too. I'm not. I'm not knocking that. Um, no, you guys got to score a touchdown. To, to, to the, uh, that was a Marshawn Lynch situation. I disagree. They were going to tackle Marshall, him. They were going to get him. That was a Marshawn. I'm, I'm happy with the call. That was a I will take Lynch that. Situation. Those are NFL you week. Say, would, you say, would you say that to Saquon's face? Yeah, I would actually. No, you wouldn't. Yes, no, would. you wouldn't. <laughs> yes, would. <laughs> but tell tell him that like that they should have continued to throw the ball like they did. You should have got the ball. You look at him and be like, you should have got that on the one yard line. Saquon, you were gonna get tackled. I'm looking at wow. you right here, Saquon. If you if you look at the replay and we'll flash wow. it on the fucking screen for all you guys, they were swarming him right at the line of scrimmage. Wow. He wasn't gonna get in. You had to throw the ball there, and I'll take it. I'll take. I'll gladly. Take the loss. I'm proud of the team. And I will see you all next week at East Rutherford Saquon, for the Commanders me. game. I love you, Saquon. I love the Giants. I can't you. wait to see you win next week, guys. I Man, seriously. You, but I'm on the couch, Saquon. Yeah, I'm I on the couch, too. We guys. were all just on the couch like Justin Pugh. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are our weeks. He probably NFL reactions. Oh, my God. What a week. Uh, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, 
The NLCS is kicking off tonight with the Phillies and the D-backs. Cannot wait to see how this series plays out as the city of Philadelphia gets ready to go absolutely nuts, just like they did a year ago. If you have watched this YouTube video and this NFL reactions on YouTube, make sure to drop a like, comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button so you're not missing out on any new reaction shows all season long. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, <laughs> do us a big favor and give us those ratings because they help us more than you will ever, ever know. And if you do want to connect with us on our social media platforms, make sure to do so so you can see all these clips from these beautiful long shows. Our TikTok is the name of the show. Our Instagram is at 8080pod. And our Twitter is at 8080podcast. We've had a blast on this Monday, October 16th. We'll see you for week seven. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. The boys had another fun week of football, and now we got baseball tonight with Monday Night Football. We'll catch you in a little bit. See you soon. Alex Jacobs, Manny Robbins, signing off.